It's the Geo Show. 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 Go go. The Geo Show. The Geo Show. Hello and welcome to the Geo Show. I am your host and master of ceremonies, GOP, and today we have a very special guest joining us as per usual. I guess I'll be honest, our guest today, it's a bit hard to describe what he does, but I guess technically an online video creator. Uh, I'm joined by CS188. He's most well known for making videos called YTPs, which I'll be honest, if you're unfamiliar with the source material, this this whole episode may be a bit foreign, foreign to you. So if you are, don't don't feel if you are, don't feel bad. Uh, But he makes uh, YTPs, which are an acronym for YouTube poops, which are almost these kind of surrealist edits where you take something and almost mess it up or poop it up, basically. And it's been almost an Internet ritual that's been going on since probably 2006, 2008. But enough talking. Here's the guest himself. CS, thank you for joining. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show. No worries at all. Now, I'd like to get into it to uh, start off. How did you, you've really been almost, I would say, a YouTube veteran. You've been around since probably, I'd say around 2008, maybe even before that. How'd you get into uh, YouTube and making YouTube videos? Well, uh, I was actually making videos before YouTube. Um, I had a website called cs188creations.com, which is defunct at this point, but uh, I was making these stupid videos with uh, Windows Movie Maker, and uh, so I, I had already had some experience with, you know, video creation, although it was really stupid stuff. I was sh- shooting on a PowerShot camera at the time. Um, as a matter of fact, one of my first uploads on my main account, my YouTube account, is uh, a video about a Lego RC racer, so that's just kind of an insight into the types of videos I was making before I started uh, making all these crazy edits of other people's stuff. My first my first foray into YouTube poop, um, I remember the one of the first poops I watched was a video called um, Over 9,000 Inert Balls, and it was by a user Crazy Stupid, uh, and I watched that around September 2008. And it just, it had me on the floor <laughs> in laughter. Like I, I just, I loved it because I, I love like chaotic, you know, style editing. I, I, I was a big fan of videos where you're not exactly sure what's going on. It's just chaos, you know, and that just kind of fit the criteria. And I, I loved it. And it, it sent me down a rabbit hole, um, discovering, you know, a lot of other, you know, uh, editors of the time or YouTube poopers, um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was that was pretty much the beginning. I wasn't even doing editing at the beginning. So just imagine stumbling upon this video, kind of awakened, uh, I guess, in, mm-hmm. uh, an idea of I want to do this almost. Exactly. I was like, wow, how how could I make this type of uh, content? And I my my goal initially was to make some of the funniest you know edits I could think of, and um, you know what one of the sources I saw initially was uh billy mays um i I got sent down a rabbit hole through that by uh i I was watching some videos from crobo productions who was a 
pretty big name back in the day. Um, and he had some Billy Mays edits. And then I discovered Mark 3611, who was another uh, YouTube pooper who was basically famous for his Billy Mays edits. Um, and so that was uh, an enormous influence. So I, I just started trying to, you know, download some clips and try to make my own. Uh, a lot of them were not going to lie, very, very inappropriate. <laughs> they were uh, mm -hmm. super explicit. And, you know, there, there's some things, certainly some things from those early days that I regret. But uh, I mean, it, it launched my career, you could say. So, you know. Uh, what was your first YTP that you've ever made? Do you remember? Yeah, it's still on my channel. Uh, it is YouTube Poop Billy Mays Super Powered Hard On. Oh, yes, yes, I've seen that one. And <laughs> I have to say, the, the almost series of Billy Mays videos that you've produced, and I think others, there's like, there are probably hundreds at this point of Billy Mays YouTube Poops or YTPs as a collective online and it's amazing how this kind of this pitchman who was almost just like this commercial guy he was amazing at what he did almost and he unfortunately passed away around 2008 he almost had like a second coming on the internet where it's just these these hilarious edits that people still make to these day to this day yeah but it's it's amazing i i think billy passed in summer of 2009 i believe because it was it was like a week or two after i made my second ytp of him if i remember correctly and i felt i i, I was devastated by that uh, you know um that that was that was pretty uh that hit me pretty hard but uh the uh my first three poops were in fact billy mays before i actually tried any other sources um and then i went to a variety of other tv content i i focused on bill nye for a while um and mm -hmm. other advertisements uh and then after that i started doing music videos uh, and at the time nobody was really ytping music videos no one had been messing around too much with uh, maybe in very minor form, but nobody had actually been creating YTPs uh, of songs. And so yes. I think I became one of the first people to kind of explore that as another, you know, type of editing source uh, to, you know, rearrange the lyrics, make the singers sing, you know, things that they didn't weren't originally part of the song. Um, and so it was, and the, the additional thing was, uh, it was a challenge. It was like an, an added challenge on top of, uh, cause you know, with Billy Mays and those other commercial sources, it's kind of easy to, he's, he's always shouting, you know, there's, you can take the words and pretty easily mix them around. Um, with music, it's not as straightforward. So it provided an additional challenge, but, um, yeah, it's uh, and that that kind of you know heightened me to, uh, uh, you know, another audience uh, who who hadn't seen that type of you know editing before. A lot of my work was based off of uh, Mondegreens, which are basically you know misheard lyrics, in a sense. So I've I've always like been a big fan of misheard lyrics and you know uh, thinking of songs in a different way. You know, coming up with you know bullshit lyrics <laughs> so yeah. that was a big influence in my work early work and all re i remember specifically those uh 
uh, the series of them. One of one of my favorite that you've produced, actually, ironically, we keep coming back to him, involves, uh, I believe it's called Katy Perry Goes to uh, Best Buy. Yeah. And it actually involves <laughs> Billy Mays himself. Yeah. And the sentence mixing, even in those older videos, is, is fantastic. <laughs> and even the music ones, they're just like, the way that you almost can lyrically make these edits and almost still have it in sync with the song, it's its spectacular. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember the storyline of that one. Katy Perry was like, let's go to Best Buy. We can look at all the LCD TV. Let's go to Best Buy. We can just look at all the LCD TVs. Welcome to Best Buy. Can we help you? No. Why not? Our friendly and caring licensed agents are sure to please. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, there was some really nonsense edits in there. I'm not going to lie. There, I, I had a lot of favorites from that era. The very first music video poop I made was of the Owl City song Fireflies. Uh, it was aptly named Owl Shitty. Um, and I, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I had so much fun with that that uh, yeah I started riffing you're right I started riffing on Kesha and Katy Perry and Jason Derulo no and a bunch safe. of these a bunch of these other you know uh, burgeoning pop stars of of the day you know who are some some of these pop stars who were just emerging I don't know I I had fun times uh, riffing on them classics absolute classics and what's amazing is that like a lot of videos when you go back on older videos from your youth that you remember watching you kind of think oh i don't think this stuff's gonna age well and you know i come back to these videos once in a while you know and they still make me laugh even though i know exactly what's gonna happen i still get a big <laughs> laugh out of them and even just thinking about them now i start giggling to myself it's fantastic but they're they're hugely creative i absolutely love them but what would you say was the biggest challenge did you ever think to yourself I'm going to do this in one of my videos and then you actually set out to do it and then you kind of thought like this is going to be harder to execute than I thought. Uh, I want to say the biggest challenge was probably the Gangnam Style edit from 2012. Um, I guess oh, I, I, yes. I did have a, a plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to take Gangnam Style. I'm going to make English nonsensical lyrics out of it, out of right. the, the Korean <laughs> That took a long time. Um, I did all the uh, all the word splicing in Audacity, uh, and I you know I managed to source an instrumental and an acapella of the song, and uh, you know it, it 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 took that was probably one of my uh, greatest challenges was doing that, and uh, you know I try to these days I don't refrain from uh, you know as many big projects like that. But, uh, man, that was, that took me like probably a solid two weeks to, you know, finalize some of those edits. Cause, uh, it was, it's a three minute video, but it, man, it took a while. And that, that again, like what you mentioned, that's like, you're literally almost like not translating, but you're taking like this video that's in another language yep. and shifting it in English. That's, that is crazy. I mean. I have, I complain about editing this show and I complain that it takes me longer than it should to edit this show, but this is, this is easy compared to what you do. <laughs> well, it depends. I can understand where you're coming from as well, because when it comes to editing long portions of, you know, uh, th that's another thing. I like to stick to shorter sources. They're my preferred, uh, 
uh, type of content because uh, well for multiple reasons one is i like having the limited amount of content to work with to see what i can make from it uh and two a shorter a shorter source means less things i have to watch before i can start editing like uh, you know usually my sources don't I usually don't use sources that are above a half hour in length most of the time. I mean, I know there are certain poopers out there who are always, you know, YTPing movies and stuff, but that's not really my thing. I really like the short, concise sources with maybe not a whole lot of dialogue, you know, commercials, uh, short songs, etc. And then I, I get, you know, it's it's that I have joy in the the limitations with what I can work with. That kind of swings back to why Billy Mays is perfect because you got that spectacular performance from him in like one minute, two minute clips. Yep. But anyway, another another staple of your YouTube channel is has to be and one that's technically not there anymore, but I guess a fan favorite and one of my favorites is uh, Hosis. <laughs> Let's talk Hosis. I've I've always been compelled by this video because. For those who are unfamiliar, it, it was an edit of a commercial for a foundation repair company. When you need foundation repair, you want the job done right the first time. And you'd like to save a lot of money, right? Then you should call Home Savers Foundation Repair. Most of the time, you, you call someone to come do a job. If there's issues that weren't explained up front, then that's, they come out with, well, then we need to renegotiate. And that wasn't done with this company. They did whatever it took to get the job done right. And there was never any words spoken about more money. And uh, I first want to ask, how did Hosis come to be? How did you find this, this source? You know, that's one of those things I don't have the answer to because I literally don't remember. <laughs> I think I was really? searching for something else at the time. And it, it, it came up in a list of videos that were like, recently uploaded um i i honestly don't remember what terms i was using the search for but i came across this video and i was just i loved the acting i just i <laughs> of, of the testimonial um you know people are in the testimonial and i had I, to do it all over i was again. like damn this is <laughs> I was like, this is so exploitable. I can do a lot with this. And so I just randomly, you know, I did a few quick edits. It wasn't even anything complicated. It was just a real fast edits. I probably did the whole video in like, you know, a few hours, maybe, maybe not even. And I put it up as a filler video on my channel. Uh, I believe it was September 10th, 2010, actually, uh, was the first HOSIS video called No One Needs Foundation Repair. Then you should call HOSIS. You want the Josh. They did whatever it took get the josh we care more about the josh than anything else and uh it went over so well like way better than i ever would have expected i thought it was just going to be something that would be completely ignored you know I, I didn't think anyone would really latch onto it like they did but then it you know it blew up and i was like all right i guess i'll make another one <laughs> and uh then i you know i made two more in this series and uh that's when you know, the, uh, the shit kind of hit the fan and, uh, I don't know how many people were, were aware of this at the time, but I was, um, contacted by one of the, uh, one of the people in the testimonial and they threatened legal action against me. Really? Uh, and I had to, I had no choice but to delete, uh, the, the hostess videos and, 
I was, you know, had to stay, stay a bit silent on the matter, uh, for the time being until that blew over. So yeah, that was, um, the, the videos were re-uploaded by other people. Um, but with the names usually, you know, censored, uh, because that uh, at that point, the people who were involved in the video, most of them were, were aware of what I had done. <laughs> so yeah, just, uh, you know, little, little dodged a bit of a bullet there. <laughs> that whole situation blew over, but it was, uh, you know, as if you're wondering why I've stayed away from those sources for a while, I, you know, I still, I still, you know, make callbacks to, those videos of course but i've not made an original one using the foundation repair source material uh since what was uh now i just find that that ins- i had no idea there was like a legal uh threat behind it but what was what was how was like if i don't even know if you'd remember but what was it like getting that that call from that per- or getting in touch with that person did did they understand did they even understand what the what the video well i was i was in i was in contact with uh two of the people involved um one of them was uh well it's really no secret you know if you watch the original video you know what their names are anyway and it's been 10 years now so it hardly matters uh ed the guy who basically ran the company at the time or ran the um he was like a uh, one of the foremen, I think it, I, I forget his exact role, but he was actually a fan of the videos, but he was, he, he was confused by it. He was a bit cautious of it. At first he thought it was something that the, like a competing foundation print comp- company had, had put me up to. He thought it was like, you know, another company trying to like enact revenge on his company really? or something. <laughs> yeah. That's oh le- my le- God. legit what he thought. Uh, and then the, the, he wasn't the one trying to sue me. Um, he was just like, he, he kind of let it go. Uh, but the other guy, Wesley, he like, con- he had his lawyer contact me through Facebook and, uh, yeah, he was, he was not, not a fan. And I, you know, I can understand there was that one, I think I made one video involving Wesley where I made him say some not so nice things. So he was like taking, you know, treating it as like a defamation case. But so, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't quite, he, he did not see the funny aspect of it. And, uh, you know, he, but, uh, you know, they, uh, the, I, and I think those were the only two people, uh, who really know, who, who knew, I don't, I didn't have contact with the other, there, there were a total of four people in the hostess video and I only had contact with two of them. As kind of like another thing that happened was, in in one of your other videos, um, it was a, t- <laughs> it was a Tyler Stevens, um, uh, Stephen Tyler I- YTP, <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Stephen. Tyler. <laughs> and one of the jokes in that is that you sentence mixed him to to say, uh, call Hosis. <laughs> as like a joke, which which <laughs> was it's kind of like a joke that like, and then you had to make a response video to that to that video. <laughs> explain people not to not to to call it was, was as a matter of fact the don't call hostess thing even predates that steven tyler edit um because that happened in oh i want to say it was 20 yeah 2013 i don't remember but yeah basically i had fans who were calling the home savers foundation repair number and pranking them and so oh th- you know this was a problem 
that I, you know, because, hey, I'm basically the one responsible for this, <laughs> you know, so I had to take matters into my own hands there and like, listen, guys, please don't don't do this. <laughs> and so that kind of evolved into another running gag with my edits. I don't think I would say that this was like kind of the biggest, I guess, kind of uh, controversy surround. Would you call this the I would say I, I remember there was like Colgate was uh, threatening legal action over uh, Dr. Rabbit uh, YTPs, which I'm not sure if that was if that was true or not. But this is I, I would say one of the few times I guess legal action was was uh, struck yeah. over YTP. I've only heard that story secondhand, so I don't, I can't verify its its authenticity. But apparently, it it was it involved Walrus guy, who was one of the big poopers back in the day, and um, one of his video, he I guess he was contacted by Colgate about one of his Doctor Rabbit edits, and he was forced to to remove them. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure because I, I know that Walrus guy did ba- he basically deleted all all of his original content from his channel. Um, he, his channel was, you know, qu- quite large at the time. And I don't think any of the original vis- videos exist in their original form. They've been uploaded by other people, but his, his main channel doesn't have any of his like original, you know, pre 2010 content, I would say. And if we want to talk about other legal issues I've had, at <laughs> the, uh, you may, I, I made some Michael Rosen, you know, edits, which I also became somewhat famous for. I, I didn't touch Michael Rosen as a source until 2011, but, mm-hmm. uh, I made several Michael Rosen YouTube poops, you know, editing to say all types of ridiculous stuff. Some of it very inappropriate. Uh, and, uh, those videos got taken down in a, uh, a copyright, um, claim. I think it was in early 2018, I believe. So if you're wondering why none of my Michael Rosen edits are on my channel, that's the reason why. <laughs> and yeah, cause I, I think, I think his YouTube channel management kind of like switched and everything. This was around the Copa or COPPA thing, because all his videos kind of got hit with, uh, um, for, uh, uh, with the YouTube kids stuff. Cause his poems technically are for kids. Correct. So like everything kind of got hit with, with YouTube kids. And I guess like his co- channel kind of had a rebrand where everything was like, kind of had like all the titles of his videos were like, uh, it would be like Michael Rose in poem title. And then it would have like in all caps for children. So I think like, people are just trying to like cleanse the internet from the Michael Rosen videos, but like they got reuploaded, which is kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, and that's, that's just the nature of YouTube is people are always going to reupload things after they're taken down. You can't, I don't know if you can, you know, permanently delete something from YouTube. Like there's usually going to be someone somewhere who had it saved and they're going to put it right back up again. So, so with these edits, I have to say like, I remember there would be times in like 2015 or 2016, probably like times when I was like probably too young to watch these videos, but I would just like binge these on my iPod uh, back in the day. And it was just fantastic just going through your library because I just everything you produced was like a gut buster for me and still is. But what would you say was like, do you have any favorites, maybe some underrated ones that you just like had a fun time making and just always or like ones that you just think back of and just like, oh, that was a good edit. Hmm. So uh, honestly, I love a lot of my uh, commercial edits, um, but I can't say those are underrated because some of them have like thousands and thousands of you know views. So 
Um, I honestly, one of my favorites probably has been "It's All Right Here at Your Fingertips," which you know, ironically, is also oh, one yes. of my most viewed videos. But it was still also one of the most fun to make, um, and it also broke from the tradition of me working with only short sources because that video is like a half hour or 45 minutes long and so i you know sourced through a lot of you know content there to uh to get to the end result and uh i i had i had started working on a sequel to that video like two years ago which uh, maybe one day i'll finish it up <laughs> it uh, got put on the back burner but i i do eventually plan to put it out at some point the the finger the fingertips one was like amazing it was like for anyone who hasn't seen it it was like this kind of 80s uh or maybe i think it was 90s this 90s video of like almost like an a kid's introduction to uh computers and the internet and just just what you've done with that video is just spectacular and just oh just the jokes a video like like you mentioned you usually just do commercials but that's like different that's a bit of a longer source how what was it like the experience of making that at the time the original video the kids guide to the internet had just had like been trending uh, a few days prior and i was like wow this looks like i i could really make something out of this <laughs> and uh it, you know it was a, again a combination of the acting and just the general um flexibility of the material uh was a you know uh, really persuaded me to try to make something crazy out of it haha so, uh, ha, very funny microsoft ready explorer came with our computer or you can download the other crappy browser netscape navigator i used the world wide web to search the archives of the smithsonian museum a few weeks ago I also had to pee. Want to write a letter to President Clinton? Is this like sending email? It is sending email. I'm not email. really sure what email is. But how do we even look up the White House? You type www.com. Okay. Yeah, right. You know, I, I think that's one of the big things is the feeling of the source content. Like, every certain sources have a feel to them where you can just like you pick up on the level of you know awkwardness or something and that's if you watch a lot of my videos you might notice there's kind of like a trend of me choosing like these awkward like sources or 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 sort either awkward sources or sources that are trying to be too serious like things that are trying to be too serious, I love poking fun at as well because then you got you know you got guys who are like you know have this big masculine voice and they're talking about serious things and they just make them you know it's like cock butt sex you know <laughs> yeah. I I you know I I love stuff like that it it I I think I always will I'm always going to be have that level of immaturity. CS yes when you need coffee. You want the brew done right the first time, right? Yeah. And you'd like to save a lot of money, right? Uh Uh-huh. Then look no further than the Daily Grind Coffee Company. The Daily Grind Coffee Company of Ottawa provides Starbucks-quality coffee at a Tim Hortons price. Each coffee is made automatically by machine with no human contact. You can find their machines at the Collab Space on Bongard Avenue, Vitality Therapy on Spratt Road and in Finley Creek, Rona Hardware on Merivale Road, 
the CrossFit Bytown Gym on Somerset Drive, and coming soon to the Oil Changers on Woodruff in February. And you can visit them online at the Daily Grind Coffee Company.ca. Are you going to try one of their coffees now? Yeah, I'm going to get myself a cup of Josh. Now, I have a weird question. Is there any YTP that you've made that you've been disappointed with? And you've kind of were like, you didn't feel like you put 100, 100% into it, but it's but it's just still kind of there? Um, I would say that to some of my older ones. Um, there are video, like you said earlier, there are some videos that have aged well, and there's videos that have not aged well, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, some of my, especially some of my 2011 content, uh, I was, I, I started after I realized that people really liked this, I started going super hard and just producing video after video. Like every week I was producing a new video, which is a far more frequent basis than I make videos now. Uh, but there were some videos back in the day, which were just, you know, not a whole lot of effort. I look back and then I'm like, yeah, this is, this isn't memorable at all. God, this is like actually pretty terrible why did i put this up <laughs> but you know at, at the time i um you know i was trying to find the balance i guess between quality and, and quantity and uh in, in youtube land i gotta be honest quantity kind of tends to trump quality at times because if you know mm-hmm. yeah if what i've noticed from you know even back in the day i think at the, to the algorithm it still remains true um youtube will like you more the more you upload and the less you upload the the less your stuff gets recommended so it's kind of uh you know these days i think my i i'm usually putting in the most effort i possibly can into a video and releasing videos monthly um especially now that i i have some you know patreon support i figure hey i'm gonna try to give you guys the best quality content i can you know for your money and um yeah, but back in the day, it was uh, I, w- I was there were quite a few uploads I was not pleased with. Um, I don't know if I can remember exactly which ones off the top of my head, but uh, you know some of the shorty, more shorter, more shit posty videos. Um, you know, I there there are some things I probably should go back and delete, and I actually have. I mean, there's I I deleted most of my Caillou videos uh, mainly because of the youtube kappa law but also because i was like god this is just some of the jokes in there were just so wrong (laughs) i was like yeah Mm -hmm. this doesn't need to i don't need to be associated with this anymore (laughs) that was me 10 years ago that's not me now there are definitely some jokes i made 10 years ago that i would not make now so just keep that in mind with that um has there been any, do you ever go back on a video and rewatch it and like think, oh, I should have made a joke here. Is there any videos that you would have, that you want to go back and kind of uh, redo any sources that you want to revisit? That has happened a number of times. Uh, it usually stems from somebody leaving a comment on the video saying, oh, you could have done this. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, that would have worked really well, actually. <laughs> uh so that has happened, uh, certainly with videos recently, even they're like, Oh, I expected a blah, blah, blah joke. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess I could have done that. If I put a little more, if I thought about it a little more, I probably could have done that. But you know, we can't, uh, can't 
do everything like i you know and then there's some jokes where i do think about them i'm like oh that's just stupid that's that's just far too stupid to put it in, in this video you know but you know people honestly people like stupid in my videos though yeah that's probably one of the reasons they're subscribed to me <laughs> oh yeah i think i hey the stupid is great i i mean if i had to choose between a serious video and a stupid one i think i'd rather watch the stupid one but <laughs> I think, I think it's just, it's the silly content, man. It's the best personally. <laughs> and and there's, uh, there's been times where I tried to start like, um, you know, memes of my own and each time they've never really caught on too well. I usually, that's the thing. I usually piggyback off of like other people's like memes and stuff. Like I, I it's, it's no secret that I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, decent contributor to when there's kind of something trending like there was that whole uh a man has fallen into a river in lego city thing that happened early last year i don't know if you're aware of those oh, edits yes. but oh, yeah. i i you know i latched onto that i was like you know i'll make an edit i have an idea i have something that i feel is original enough and i guess that's kind of the threshold as to whether or not i contribute to a meme it's like hmm do i have an idea that's original that nobody's done yet and is it actually a good idea and is it going to take me too long those are like all the factors i think about <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I do like to contribute to, you know, memes that are kind of, you know, exploding at the moment. And uh, there's been times I've tried to make my own, you know, things which never caught on. Like a while back, I uploaded this really stupid video called Pink Get the Party Started, except my, in my ass is inserted after most verbs. And it it, it wasn't really well received <laughs> It was one of those things that just kind of people were like, oh, okay, <laughs> don't really know what this is, but it's cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I've, I've even recently I started to um, I, I started an in, a series called But Interest Was Quickly Lost, which is essentially trying to I was taking some popular songs and trying to find the shortest way to get from the beginning of the song to the end of the song. And mm -hmm. um, actually it that one went over pretty well people liked it but then i start they're super short videos though so like people were getting a little annoyed with me that i was uploading just these like 10 second videos <laughs> um but uh you know so I, I i do like to dabble in other things besides you know youtube poop but uh you know for you know at the end of the day uh, ytp is still what most people come to me for because that's what i'm known for oh yeah understandably so uh, was and but you're that's not all you do you're also a streamer mm -hmm. uh you you stream on twitch you've you have a channel called a second channel called cs188 creations where you upload some of your uh i guess uh live streams where you're playing uh uh video games one of the ones that i watched and one i enjoy is the uh, lego island <laughs> uh video which also also happened to get youtube pooped yeah uh, but uh, let's talk about the streaming how did that start out I started doing gaming content on the CS188 Creations in like mid 2016. Um, originally, the CS188 Creations channel was just a home for some skit videos that I had been making. Uh, I think I started them in like 2011. I uploaded about, I don't know, four or five skit videos. And uh, the, the goal was for other people to use that content and make YTPs of it. So I, I was encouraging, you know, people to use, you know, these, uh, what I called royalty free, you know, videos and you could edit it, um, however you want. And so that was the initial goal of the channel, but then I transitioned it into, uh, gaming because, um, 
I felt like I felt like I wanted to monetize, but I wasn't at the time. I was not comfortable trying to monetize on YouTube poops. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start a gaming channel and I'll kind of mishmash the two. I'll do some gaming videos. I'll make YTPs of my own gaming content. That way, I, you know, I own all the rights to it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it that way. That should be a fun new thing. And I was doing that for a while. And then I started uh, doing live streaming, uh, all from one comment on one of my gameplay videos, like you should try doing live streaming. And at the time I really hadn't, you know, explored streaming much at all. Like I didn't really, uh, know much about Twitch I mean, I knew about Twitch. I just hadn't, you know, watched many streams there. Um, and nor, like, I I was still just only consuming, like, the you know, standalone video content at the time. So streaming was brand new to me. And so I started watching, you know, some streams to get an idea of, uh, you know, the ecosystem. And so I just, my, my very first stream was, I think, summer of 2016. I did Duke Nukem, the original Duke Nukem. Uh, for DOS, <laughs> because at the time I was uh, on a really crappy computer. Uh, I think I was even like running Linux or something. I didn't even have like a proper machine at the time. So I was uh, kind of had some very limited resources. And, um, you know, I just started doing streams and, uh, you know, people, some people really liked it. Uh, you know, a bit of a small audience, but that was okay. Uh, had a decent amount of support. And uh, then I moved over to uh, Mixer, or formerly known as Beam, uh, which was a streaming service um, that Microsoft had acquired. And Mixer lasted up until last summer, and then they, uh, you know, discontinued it. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, I, I've I had a good uh, I had a good run of, of streaming. I, I do stream occasionally on Twitch now, not as often as before because I've I've gone back to putting focus on YTPs and putting out one of those each month. Uh, but you know, I still stream, uh, when I can, what would you say has been your favorite, uh, stream, my favorite stream of all time? <laughs> yes. Hmm. That's a difficult one. Um, there, you know, I did a number of try not to laugh streams. Um, some of them went well, some of them didn't, but there, there was one in particular where I was, man, I was laughing my ass off through, through most of it because what we, what we did was, you know, I was having people submit their video links. And of course, with my community, nearly all of them were YouTube poops and mm -hmm. some of them I hadn't seen before. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a good time. That was when I was over on Mixer. Um, I, I was, I fell apart in particular to some of, uh, noise puppets ytps noise puppets a pretty pretty underrated uh pooper who works with a lot of uh commercials and old cinema stuff and uh, he's just he's just amazing um but yeah there was those trying to laugh streams were fun unfortunately due to the nature of you know copyright and everything uh, it's it's kind of not it's 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 risky to do those anymore but uh you know i did have a lot of fun with those along with editing streams too i was doing some editing streams uh where i was you know taking the sources and editing them live and people were able to you know comment on it and chat and give me suggestions you know and uh th those are also fun but unfortunately those are also very distracting and it's it's really like it's hard for me to get work done you know on on videos even when i'm not streaming it but 
when I'm streaming and I have an audience always commenting and giving suggestions, it's like, I just can't concentrate on anything. So, you know, I might do more editing streams in the future, but it's, uh, man, is it, it hard to get anything done during those things. Oh, I can imagine. But it's kind of like a multimedia kind of thing now. And now I guess when you did do them, it's like, wow, you can watch watch from beginning to end live. But that that's fantastic. Pretty much, except that you never really saw the end. It was just like, I'll finish it later. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just there, there's some magic in the middle you don't see. And then boom, <laughs> video's done. Exactly. And now you've you've released um, a new uh, YTP just uh, two days ago, which yep. um, I and it's um i'll be honest i haven't had the chance to watch it yet but uh you've been doing these uh this uh a car uh reviewer i i watched the i guess the uh the prequel or i guess the original uh the first one that you released a while ago drug de drug de muro um (laughs) i hope i'm pronouncing that right apologies if i'm not (laughs) but um i love the first one but what was the story about finding this guy for your videos well, I started watching, uh, I just got my license as of, uh, well, it was August 2019, I got my license, and I never really thought I'd be driving, because I always had like a lifelong fear of it, never had much interest in driving, but I finally learned to drive at the ripe old age of 31, <laughs> and uh, so I started watching a lot of car car content. And uh, Doug DeMiro is one of the guys uh, I found. He's uh, he's like massive. He has like 3.8 million subscribers at this rate, I think. Uh, but yeah, I, I liked his car reviews. I liked seeing all of the different you know differences between um, you know a, a lot of the, uh, the the cars that he he reviews, and just it's it's kind of like an educational thing almost. Uh, you know, he teaches me a lot about. Uh, cars over the years over the decades he he looks at new stuff old stuff and uh he's just um he's also a really exploitable source <laughs> and so i actually found this this other channel called less doug demuro because uh well doug demuro has two channels he has a main channel and then a, a channel called more doug demuro so this uh, this this ytp are called create a channel called less doug demuro where he makes uh, a lot of YouTube poops of Doug. And so that kind of inspired me to try my hand at making a, a, a YTP of Doug. So I did it and I thought it was just going to be a one-off thing. Uh, but it proved so popular that I decided to make a second one. And who knows, there might be a third one at some point. I don't know. And hopefully if Doug ever does see these videos, he'll be okay with them. I, but <laughs> you never know. Will we have a repeat of the host situation? <laughs> I certainly hope not. Well, I something I forgot to mention about Hostess, and I just remembered it now. They made a video game of it. Yeah. So I <laughs> now I want to I want to ask your reaction to that. What is this that? So I don't know how far this was into the saga, but you have this video. You make <laughs> I you made two videos, video edits, and then someone. I'm uh, apologies. I don't have the name of the person who made the game, but someone made a video game based on an edit based on a foundation repair commercial that you found by chance what is your reaction <laughs> yeah i think that game was made by a user called orange tadpole um they it was like this uh, this side scrolling bullet hell game and it was really difficult actually uh i i struggled to get to the end of the game i don't think i ever did get to the very end i kept getting wrecked by the final 
boss but uh to to take the <laughs> the saga and turn it into that i i was i was in awe like i i i couldn't believe it i was you know i was so humbled for someone to make a game out of the you know the foundation repair characters <laughs> or what i mean they're real people you have to remember they're real people but like we're treating them just like characters you know in in a work of fiction and that's that's just so bizarre to me you know that like someone would do something like that but uh i, I enjoyed the game it was hard but uh you know i was i was humbled <laughs> it's crazy but i'm like i was like blown away when i saw that like and it's just it, it just i guess it just goes to show how far some of these kind of jokes go but like i mean who knows somebody might take and you know what if somebody wants to take this interview and edit it please do i want to see i want to see people if somebody hears this just go go wild well not too wild i think there's but, a pretty uh, high chance of that happening especially if i end up linking to it at some point <laughs> on twitter or whatever it's yeah i'll make sure to tag you on twitter when this goes up but Absolutely. yes please but i will say within reason don't go uh don't go too nuts but go nuts <laughs> i want to you know what maybe i will say this how about we do i don't know if how how many people will do i'd like to do maybe a sequel you know every time listen. you say every time you say nuts it just gets a little worse <laughs> just saying so yes know. <laughs> But I'm thinking that we might make a sequel to this, maybe even listening, if if people actually do make edits of this, which I hope they do. <laughs> anyway, this this has been. I just want to ask. So before before we go, I want to. I try to like to get down with my listeners, not not like that. But um, I want to ask, what what have you? What is CS? Uh, what are you? What have you been doing in your free time? Is there any show you've been watching? Any book you've been reading? Honestly, I've been spending a lot of time reorganizing my music collection and getting, uh, re like in the past, like six months, I've been doing a lot of that, just acquiring legit versions of songs and stuff. I was like, cause my God, my music collection had so much stuff from like LimeWire and, you know, stuff not legitimately obtained back in the day. So I finally went through a lot of it and I'm finally obtaining good quality copies of things, lostless copies. And, uh, you know, so I've been, that's taken, taken a lot of time because I have like a song collection of like 20,000. Um, I also have a last FM profile too, if anyone ever wants to check that out. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big music uh, fan. And uh, honestly, I don't watch a lot of, I don't watch a lot of TV or movies. I, I did once upon a time, but I don't know these days. Um, I watch mostly YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube content. Actually, it's probably that's probably a giant sinkhole of my time is just YouTube. Uh, always new stuff popping into my recommended. I am like subscribed to like probably over a hundred channels that I try to actively follow. Tech channels, uh, car channels, YouTube poop channels, uh, random entertainment, stupid like ten second videos, memes, you name it. So I, I mean, entertainment does take up. A lot of my time i do have a real life job as well i work retail but that's only part-time um but yeah man entertainment just we don't have enough time for it in the day do we <laughs> i i do kind of relate to that uh, to some capacity but yeah i i will say it's very commendable for trying to uh, build up your music collection i know a few people who have uh, also been doing that as of late um 
what i don't know if you can say as a collecting stamp has there been anything that you had to go on a bit of a quest to find a good copy of there are definitely some songs which are elusive like in particular kind of obscure i guess but uh there's just one song by david gray called babylon it was like a hit in 2000 uh mainly on uk radio i I've, i'm a big i'm kind of like a um uh, oh, what do you call it? An Anglophile, <laughs> in a way. I listen to a lot of British music and stuff. Um, but he had a version of his song Babylon that was like only played on the radio, and I had such a hard time finding it. And I finally found it on a, uh, a CD single that I had to get off of. Uh, I ordered it through Discogs. Discogs, by the way, is a great um, uh, music uh, database and also a marketplace uh, for CDs and LPs and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah, that was one thing I had found recently. Also, there was a, n- another song by Daniel Bedingfield, Gotta Get Through This, which was a hit in 2002, I think. Man, am I old? I just keep bringing up all these old songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was a version that played on the radio for a while, and I had trouble finding it. And I fi- again, I finally located it um, and got a copy. But yeah, I am... I don't think people realize how how old I am. Actually, I am I'm 32, about to be 33. I think most people think I'm like in my you know in my 20s. I, I started pooping when I was 20. Or okay, maybe rephrase that. I I started making YouTube. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I don't have a medical issue. I, well, I do have medical issues, but not like that. Um, I I started my YouTube first bottle pooping. of laxatives. <laughs> I started making YTPs when I was 20. When I was in like my junior year of college, I started doing this stupid shit. So, but uh, yeah, I'm older than most people think. Oh, wow. That's, uh, I'm happy to hear you found that. I know it's, I, I occasionally collect um, uh, DVDs. So it's, I know the feeling when you actually get in your hand something that's been like so elusive. So uh, congrats for that. And uh, it's always it's always exciting on the hunt i'll say that but anyway i guess we've kind of come to the end any any uh anything you want i know you're on uh so uh most social media platforms under uh cs 188 uh you've got a pretty funny twitter where you occasionally where it's not mostly uh ytp related but you actually post some pretty funny stuff but uh yeah yeah, the Twitter is not entirely YDP related. It's a lot of it's a mishmash. Sometimes it's just my thoughts on things, uh, but I try to keep it. Still try to keep it funny. And you are, you are a very funny person. Then I will give you that. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. But, you're very uh, welcome. This has been, and it, is anything else you want to uh, just? Uh, and I think you're on again. Just YouTube CS one eighty eight Twitter as well and uh yeah i just and anyway thanks for all our listeners for listening as well you can find cs188 through youtube and twitter from those from his name cs188 and uh anything you want to say before we end off uh well i'm gonna keep on pooping (laughs) i certainly hope so (laughs) anyway thanks for listening to the show you can find us on uh soundcloud spotify stitcher apple podcasts and We have the Patreon opening up for the show coming very soon where you can find extended cuts of the interview. And if you support the show, you'll get your name read at the end of one of the shows. Very exciting. Anyway, I've been GOP. You can find me on Facebook under The Geo Show. You can find me on Twitter at Petty, P-E-T-T-I underscore Geo. Thank you for listening. New episode coming very soon. Stay tuned. 
The Geo Show. Geo Show. The Geo Show. The Geo Show.